Welcome back to Nothing Even Matters with Colby and Ken. Today, we are going to be talking about faith. But before we start that, we just want to say thank you for listening to our first episode. Um, If you haven't listened to it, you should go listen to it. It kind of (laughs) breaks down everything we're going to be talking about in the future. Um, But yeah, today we're talking about faith and why that matters. Yeah, I'm so excited. This is a talk that has been like on the forefront of my mind. I've been struggling with faith lately, and I think that this is just a good conversation to have for all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are college-aged people like us, um, mostly our friends, so plug to y'all. <laughs> but I think it's going to be a good conversation. But, Colby, you got it. Kick us off. Yeah. I could talk to anyone, dead or alive. Who would it be and why? Ooh. I have a guess, but I feel like I could be wrong. I could be right. What's your guess? He's alive. Is it LeBron? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I do love some LeBron. I do love LeBron. Um, if it was like a round table of three of us, it'd be LeBron and then someone else. But um, I'm going to go with the dead person because I feel like LeBron, I mean, you're only six degrees away from people. Like, yeah. I genuinely... You can see what he has to say on Twitter. That's what, uh, yeah. yeah, leave the tweets alone, <laughs> Bron. Um, no, I'm kidding. I would talk to Abraham from the Bible. I would talk to Abraham... Just to, again, this fits into the theme. He's a man of faith. And I feel like I could just glean his mind. Like, what was your reaction when God told you to kill your son? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, I would just love to just talk to Abraham. So um, he didn't kill his son. Or as a warning, that was just a test of faith. But um, yeah, I would talk to Abraham. What about you? Mine is not from the Bible, but he is dead. It Aww. would be, um, this is really corny. I feel like George Washington. <laughs> Does that does that make it's sense? It's not corny. Yeah. Why George? Well, okay. dubs. I was reading his biography. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't finished Jake's. It's really long. But he's just really interesting. And we're kind of similar in mm-hmm. personality. And I would just love to know. Like, similar in personality to George Washington. Yeah. He's kind of quiet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would just love to know what his thoughts were about starting the country mm. and how it all went down. Weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. And the Revolutionary War on his shoulders. Yeah. And the War of 1812 on his shoulders. Yeah. And everything you know, in between. Wait, what's that myth? It's like the George Washington... With the uh, cherry tree, yeah, apple tree something? it's not real, apparently. It's not? No. My... <laughs> when my professor said it was a myth. So they just lied to us for no reason. Yeah. Just to build a story. I feel like a lot of fables and, like, moral tales are just lies. And they yeah. just want us to, like, buy into this whole... George Washington was perfect because he chopped down the apple tree and didn't lie or whatever. Yeah. Like, what did he gain from lying, period, anyways? I don't know. I don't know. You know, Shout it's not a GW. lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, that's a good one. Well, let us know. Comment on the Instagram. Who would y'all talk to, dead or alive? Who's your second pick? I'll wrap the question up soon, but who's your second pick? Calvin Coolidge. So it was you and two presidents. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, poli sci major. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why Calvin? Uh, he was, he was also quiet. Okay, Silent so who's Cal? gonna be talking the conversation? You need <laughs> all three y'all gonna, gonna sit in silence. <laughs> all three y'all gonna sit in silence. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. No, actually, no, no, no. Alive? I need an alive person. It would be Cam Newton. Yeah, he's not quiet. No, he's there we go. Very loud. Yeah, does he still play? No. 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 Oh. Did he still own a strip club or is that also no? Or like what was it like a gentleman's lounge or something? I don't know. He just hit a Let's, moral decline. Yeah. He just hit a moral decline. I used to be a fan, but sad. Shout out to the Bengals. <laughs> Heartbroken last night. <sighs> Man. Anyways, that was that's that's a good question. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. My second pick is LeBron. Okay. Lakers Nation, let's go. 
which gives me to faith because I have a lot of faith in Lakers Nation, but also a lot of faith in God, a lot of faith in life and how good life is. But um, I kind of just want to ask you, what's your background with faith? Like, when did you become a Christian? What does faith in your life look like right now? Like, give me the spiel on faith. Yeah. Colby, what comes to mind when you think of faith? Um, well, when I think of faith, mm-hmm. I kind of think back to when I did become a Christian and mm-hmm. I was in like the sixth grade. I never know what age that is. I can't remember the ages. Okay, 12. Right. Yeah, yeah. sure. Around there. Um, but I kind of just always knew about God, mm-hmm. but, and I knew what was right and wrong, but I don't, didn't know why mm-hmm. I knew that. Um, and then I heard the gospel and I knew why and mm-hmm. it was because of Jesus, like died for our sins and rose again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like my first encounter with that. And then, you know, as a young believer, you're kind of immature, like you don't know a lot yeah, and you have to learn. But um, it was kind of always just praying to mm-hmm. God and trusting that he had my best interest in mind and that he would take care of me and that he knew what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that's it's not changed. It's just expounded on top of that. I think yeah. about, as I've grown up and seen um, what he's done in my life and what he will continue to do in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at times it is kind of hard to wrap your head around faith and yeah. what that actually means. Um, Expound on that. Because I think sometimes you can get in your head and think, oh, if I do this, like, I've got it. Mm, the works faith. Yeah. Works based faith. That was a tongue twister. But yeah. You I can kind of leave God out of it. You mm-hmm. can say, well, I know I've got God and he's always with me, but I'm going to go do this because mm. I think that's right. Faith being the backup plan. It's the yeah. first step. That's yeah. something... Okay, conviction. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I feel like were you finished? I'm sorry. This is like a no, recurring no, theme good. in our friendship, y'all. Y'all will realize someone will be talking and I will just cut them off mid sentence, start a whole other conversation. I'll be like, wait, you were talking. That's not a good thing. I'm not saying that was a flex. I'm <laughs> <laughs> pray for me actually. But no, I and I like how you Okay, so you were a young Christian. Mm-hmm. I feel like you don't really – it's not that you don't need faith. You don't see it moving until you've been through some things, right. you know? Yeah. I feel like faith is very it's not that people say faith is easy to have when things are going well. I feel like it's the opposite because, like, when things are going well, you don't even realize that you need to have faith yeah, at you're all. You're like, oh, I'm doing so good. Yeah. I've got this. Like, seriously. And it's just, like, it's not till – I mean, you are at, between a rock and a hard place. It's not till you're, like, really at a crossroads that you mm-hmm. have to really rely on your faith. And then it teaches you, wow, I should have been having faith the whole time. Like, yeah. It teaches you how much more you need it exactly. and how you need it. For every second of the day. Exactly. And I feel like we keep throwing out the word faith. I'm going to actually Google the definition. Complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or a strong belief in God or in the doctrine of a religion. I like that second the, the definition because the doctrine of a religion. People have a lot of faith in God and not God's word. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that. I'm jumping yeah. bases. For me, I, <laughs> I'm jumping bases. But that's a word in and of itself, y'all. But for me, I became a Christian. I mean, technically at four, you know, did the right. prayer, accepted Christ, got baptized. But I feel like I wasn't a serious, like, on fire for God to, like, 16, 17. Um, and even college, I just, like, my, my faith in God was strengthened. And I feel like it's because I'm constantly catching stray bullets. I mean, y'all, when I tell you college is not for the weak. It's hard. It's hard. I feel like you just take so many L's. And, like, my sweet mates and I, first semester, first year, we would, like, take, literally wake up at 8 a.m. You miss your 8 a.m. class. Like, you woke up at 8. <laughs> We would go to second class, fail econ quiz or whatever it was. We would go to lunch. Cholinod did not hit. Like, Sushinara was not good. Then you come home. You take a nap. You wake up. You realize you have another exam tomorrow. Like, you take so many L's. And you just – we literally say, like, take the L, don't dwell. 
Like, you just can't dwell on it because college is a series of losses and losses and losses before you can see the win, if there is a win. Yeah. That requires faith. Yeah. It requires faith. I feel like uh, this age, 18 to 22, there's just so many decisions Mm -hmm. that you have to make. And And a lot of growth. A lot of growth. A lot of growth. And I feel like I can just feel my prefrontal cord yeah what is it called i don't know but i know that little part of your brain i can feel it developing every morning i wake up i wake up with a headache because i'm just like ah i'm mature today like every nothing everything is serious right everything matters and we try to stress that you know um but society is very yolo and i love a good yolo in terms of like yolo go visit the beach yeah you know but every decision you make down to the foods you eat does actually matter Mm -hmm. and it actually changes and there are consequences there's consequences both good and bad yeah so I feel like right now, like, I'm really learning that I was a Christian, yes, but I was a Christian that lacked faith. I was a doubting Thomas, you know? Yeah. Now I, like, have to see the complete, whole, real, raw faith in Christ, mm-hmm. but not just in Christ, but in his words. And so we were talking, like, a week ago, last time I saw you, actually. Yeah. We haven't been together in a minute, no, y'all. It's been too long. Uh, John. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. That's John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And for, from that, oh my goodness, like God is the word. Yeah. Like this Bible, this like piece of however many pages, these 66 books, those are God. That's God speaking to mm-hmm. us. And so, yeah, I can live in complete faith. God's got me, YOLO, but do I believe in his word? Do I have faith right. in what he says? Because he literally said, Galatians 1.10, he told Paul to tell us, like, if I wanted an easy life, I would not have been a Christian, y'all. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. being Christian is not for the weak. You constantly have to have faith in God. You have to have faith in the discernment he gives you. You have to have faith that everything's going to work out for you when nothing is working out for you. Right. Like, it's compl- it's a lot to juggle at once. So I said that to say along with an answer of faith right now in my life looks like really learning about God's will and trusting it completely even when I don't understand. And that's like so hard because it's just like, you can tell yourself everything happens for a reason. It's all going to work out. But like, do you trust that in the moment? moment. It's easy. It's easier said than done. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just feel like this is a a really timely thing to talk about, you know, it is. Um, (laughs) Where do you see the hand of God in your faith right now? I see it in just decisions I make every day Mm. um, and where he's been leading me recently in life and just has called me to give some things up and to step into new things. Um, And it's really scary to do that, Mm -hmm. to be like in a position um, doing something you think you should be doing. And not that it's a bad thing you're doing, but Mm -hmm. just realizing that God is leading you to a new place Mm. um, and opening a door. And even when you do make that decision in faith to trust him and obey him, there will also come feelings of like, oh, I'm kind of sad. Like, why did I give that up? But then you know that there will be better things to come. Yeah, God does not withhold anything good from those who are righteous. And I'll say, because in the past, I've seen him lead me out of things and into new things and he's provided. But even if I hadn't seen that, I would still trust Mm -hmm. that he would. Faith is trusting the process. Yeah. Because I feel like you can trust the end result, yeah, when you know it's a million bucks. Yeah. You can trust the lottery when you know you're guaranteed to win. When you're not, are you still going to play the cards? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, lottery is not a great example for, like, biblical truths. But, like, it's really – faith is trusting the process, trusting the growth that comes from that. And growth is painful. It mm-hmm. is. It's like, yeah. oh, my gosh. Like, I'm losing all my friends. I'm losing my hair. I'm stressed. All this. Like, growth is painful. But Well, and the thing is we do know that we have a reward mm-hmm. with him forever in eternity. Yeah. But it's living on earth that we sometimes struggle to see, like, where the good 
in our faith is. You and know, would like, we have faith if we knew if there wasn't a reward, right? Right. Like, would we have? I mean, yes, like you said, it's eternal. But like for right now, until now, yeah. until the day I die, if yeah. I never see the benefits of anything I'm doing, if any like the season planning, would I be okay with that? Mm. Do I have the faith that's still gonna gain my reward in heaven? Yeah. Is it what like Hebrews, where it talks about all the people of faith and how they didn't see? Mm-hmm. Um, Speak on that because Moses never saw the promised land, y'all. Yeah. Moses wandered for eternity mm-hmm. and never saw the promised land. Wasn't allowed to enter. Wasn't allowed to enter. Abraham never saw the like his generations, the yeah. numerous as the stars. Mm-hmm. He saw Isaac. He saw his one little son. He saw Isaac get married. He yeah. died. He never saw the he never saw the tribes of Israel. He never saw all the people descendants as numerous as the stars. He never saw the end result. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a great example of why you shouldn't put your faith in things on earth mm. because it's all going to pass away one day and it's not going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. But there is someone who is forever and that's God and mm. that's forever. And as humans, we're built to have faith. Like yeah. that's an innate desire because um, – and this is for any – naturally when you're born, whether you're a Christian or not, you have faith in something, right? Like that's just an innate desire to believe. You mm-hmm. believe what your teachers tell you. You believe what you read in the book. You believe. That's a natural desire. So when you lack faith, you're literally incomplete. Like this, that's what the Bible says about it. If we look at um, – I can't – I keep quoting John because I'm just a John lover. I will rock for John. John's rocking with me, you know, whatever. But when we look at John, um, there's a story in the Bible. There's a, couple, there's a lot of stories in there. I'm going to go with three different stories. I was telling Colby this. John chapter 2, let's start there. We're at the wedding in Cana. This is Jesus' first miracle. And I did not make this up myself. I went to church yesterday <laughs> and the pastor talked about it. On the third day, and I'm going to read it to y'all actually. Like it's a little bit of, you know, a break from the script. <laughs> On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and the disciples and Jesus had been invited. All right, pause, pause, pause. Jesus had to have been invited to the wedding. If Jesus was not invited to the wedding, there never would have been the wine that he made. Mm. Yeah. You have to invite Jesus into your plans. How are you going to yeah. have faith and a plan that God didn't even ordain? Yeah. How are you going to be like, God ordered my steps? Girl, you're on the wrong pathway. Mm. God told you to go left, you went right. Or no, God told you to go right, you went left. <laughs> like, how are you going to ask God to be in, how are you going to trust God's will when you're not even walking in it? So you have right. to invite Christ in because when you seek first the kingdom of God, the rest will be added to you. Everything you desire will come to you. Having faith is asking. Having faith is asking not because you know you're going to receive it, but you know that God may change your heart of what you're asking for. You can ask for a Lamborghini all you want to. God may have a Ferrari for you instead. Are you okay with that? God might have you a Prius. Are you okay with that? (laughs) Yeah. God might not have LeBron for you. Yeah. God might not have a Lakers championship. He might change your desires and what you. He might change it. He might change it. And it might turn out to be better than what you thought. And that's just the hardest thing for college students because when you're planning your career, you might Mm want to be. The NBA, WNBA commissioner, NBA commissioner, and then God's calling you to be something. Accountant. <laughs> An accountant. <laughs> God's calling you to work in a STEM lab, and you're like, oh, okay, when I fail, buy a one-on-one. Seriously, God? Mm. You have to have faith. You have to invite him into your plans, and that takes faith alone because your plans may change because your plans are not God's plans. Yeah. Your faith will become God's plans. So anyways, then the wine runs out at the wedding. Cheap skates. Like, they didn't even buy enough wine. <laughs> And when the wine was gone, gone, Jesus's mother said to him, they have no more wine. And he said, ma'am, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. He hadn't stepped into his calling yet. Jesus knew there was a time and a place, right? His mother then ignores him, turns to the servants and says, do whatever he tells you. Ooh, oh, my God, a word. A word, a word, a word, a word. <laughs> Jesus literally just told her it's not my time. And she had faith saying, okay, now's not your time, but I know that your time is coming. Mary was expectant for that. 
Mary had faith in what she had never seen before. This is Jesus had never done a miracle in his life, y'all. He was building, he was a carpenter. Yeah. He was building the table where he's like doing podcasts right now. Like he was literally <laughs> just hammer, nails, wood every day, all day, splinters in his hand. He probably literally like Jesus had never shown any kind of sign of miracle. And Mary said, Okay, listen to him when he speaks. Mm. Ooh, a word, a word. Anyways, they're going and they're filling up the jars. Yeah, yeah. All right, chapter seven or verse seven. He tells them to fill the jars up with water all the way to the top. He tells them to fill up the jars. He didn't tell them to fill it to the top. They filled it to the freaking top, y'all. Yeah. Why? Because they weren't invested. They were invested in what he had to do for them. This is literally, I've stole this dude's message, but like, <laughs> shout out to Kings Park in Durham. I stole this dude's message, but it's a word. So she first, first, Jesus was invited into the plans, invited with faith. Then they have lived a life expectant. They were, they had faith and they expected God to do exceedingly and abundantly all we could ask or think. That's Ephesians. Then they filled up the jars to the brim because they were invested in what he had to do for them. He knew there's going to be, they knew there's going to be overflow. Like, anyways, so speeding over, <laughs> I'm talking so much, but I'm so passionate. Jesus then goes on later on um, to chapter, I believe it's chapter eight. I don't want to say too much, actually. We're just going to get into later on. Yeah. No, chapter nine, a man is born blind. And when Jesus had come to heal him, you know, he heals him and says, go, because your faith has made you whole. He was empty without faith. Mm-hmm. He was incomplete without faith. People then begin to ask, oh, this man was born blind because he didn't listen to God. His parents are out here shocking a fool. Like they were whatever, whatever, whatever. No, he was literally only born blind so that God's glory could be revealed in him is what they say in John chapter 11 going on and they quote it. That's crazy because yeah. the situations that you can go through mm-hmm. in your life, you'll think, oh, man, it's because I did, I, I, I did this. I didn't do that. I did. No, 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 no. This happened so that God's glory could be revealed. Yeah. So as you're going through these struggles and you're lacking faith, remember that maybe it's not your own doing because we're really not all that powerful. You mean to tell me that 8 billion people in this world and my one decision had all this type of impact? No. Something's happened so that God's faith, God's glory can be revealed in our faith. Yeah. And that reminds me of James chapter one, when it says, count it all joy, my brothers, Mm. when you meet trials of various kinds. You know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect. You may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And I think that's just a perfect um, verse to go back to when mm-hmm. you are in the midst of a trial or when you feel like your faith is being tested to the, remember there's a reason for this. A reason. Yeah. And it's so that I become more full and complete in mm. Christ. I love that. <laughs> that was a word, Colby. That was a word. <laughs> now, there's a reason to why we have our faith and there's a reason of the process and then we have to count it all joy. And that's tough. I mean, mm-hmm. when literally like, okay, you don't have a major, like you're struggling with this, you're struggling with that. Okay, relationship issues, friendship issues. Then the exams are taking your heart and you don't even know if you're passionate about it anymore because you're like so heavy in the work that you're like, oh, mm-hmm. do I really like me, Joe? Do I really like yeah. advertising? Do I really like sales? Do I really like whatever it is, bio, whatever you're studying. Count it joy, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like count all your struggles joy. How are you mm-hmm. going to grow if you never go through anything? Yeah. And you're remember, you're doing it for Christ. You're, you're not doing, doing it for, for you. Um, not for your glory, but for his. You know what's tough, though? Faith is just obedience. Yeah. <laughs> like, to obey is better than sacrifice. My grandfather always used to drill that in me. He was like, he said this, you know, honestly, like, I didn't appreciate the lesson in the moment because mm-hmm. he, like, told me and my cousins to sit down and, like, something like, stop playing around. You know, in the living room. And we were running around the living room. And he, like, y'all, he turned. He was like, stop. We're like, oh, okay, sorry. Like, all right, Gramps. Like, he just never raises his voice. We're like, what? And he, all he says is to obey is better than to sacrifice. And that's it. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. Like what? All right. 
But moving forward in life, I just keep thinking this. I had no clue with scripture until like, I again, 18, 19. To obey is better than sacrifice. Sacrifices aren't necessary. We were never born to sacrifice. And I know the Christians are like, what? No, we were never born to sacrifice. Sacrifices were a result of our disobedience. Jesus Christ was a sacrifice. Why? Because we were not obedient. If we obey, we don't have to sacrifice. If we follow God and obey him, you don't have to give up your passions. You don't have to give up your dreams. Because when you obey him and you follow his will, those become your passions. Those mm-hmm. become your dreams. So it's like sometimes I struggle because I'm like, oh, God, just call me to give all this. No, maybe I wasn't meant to be there, period. Yeah. Or maybe my time is gone. And you have to like act out in obedience and like realize like this is just not what God has for me. This is what God has for me. And it's just a lot of mature decisions to make yeah. and like a lot of tough tough conversations to have with yourself and with God, but obedience requires faith and faith requires obedience completely. Yeah. Man, that's just a word. I'm over here like in awe of God just as I'm sitting here, y'all. Yeah. And something I would like to add too is that Kendall sent me some of what she was thinking before we started doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because I had also kind of been dealing with like my faith mm-hmm. and like increasing my faith. Um, and I heard a part of a podcast, um, and it was like, if you are just setting up boundaries to keep away from sin, mm. and you're just creating all these walls and boundaries so that you won't do it, have you asked God to come and be a part of it too? Mm. Do you have faith that he will protect you and that he's always with you? Mm. And that just really convicted me that you can set up as many boundaries as you want, but if it's not um, with God in it, then it's just your work mm. trying to manage your behavior and yeah. it's not god working it's not trusting you. him yeah it's like if you have to do all this by yourself what are you a christian for yeah genuinely at the end of the day if you're stressed about every possible thing in life and you're stressed about meeting all these deadlines in terms of like deadlines in terms of like your faith like mm-hmm. spiritual benchmarks what are you a christian for like what, what are you here what, what about christ do you believe in if you don't have faith right mm-hmm. like what about is appealing because i'm just like you're going through all this mm-hmm. for nothing if it, like if you don't have faith in the end result you're not gonna have faith in the process either yeah that's a word. I like that. I like that a lot. And just to keep quoting John, because John's just a, it's a book of truth, y'all. I'm telling y'all, go through John. Just go through it. But um, in John, when they're talking, and Jesus has done, I mean, incredible miracles, right? He's fed the 5,000 and then again 4,000. And then he's gone. He's walked on water. He's done all these things. And every time he does it, the Pharisees are like, oh, yeah, he's a demon. <laughs> oh, that's Satan right there. What? Where's the faith? Y'all have studied the law all of your lives and you've seen, like, Again, it's written out. This is exactly what's going to happen. Jesus fulfills it. And then you have no faith. And I've yeah. seen that a lot in a lot of my life and like Christians' lives. Not that we're not calling Jesus a demon or anything like that. But like sometimes we pray for things and you pray for things, you pray for things. When it happens to you, it's so miraculous that you don't even believe it and you just lose all faith again. Like, okay, for example, let's say someone has been praying about financial breakthrough, financial freedom, and somebody blesses them with money or whatever. Like someone blesses like, oh my goodness, I'm going to pay for your food tonight. And instead of being like, wow, this is God. Like, he showed me he can provide. Great, my food paid for tonight. What about tomorrow night? Yeah. What? Girl, pick up your crown. Like, please. <laughs> Where's the faith? And this is something I can struggle with, too. I'm like, okay, perfect. Like, God will just, I'm so stressed. I'm so busy. And then God will, like, classes canceled. Hmm. You know, professor. I, I don't know if professor having COVID is God. <laughs> classes canceled. And then I'm like, oh, man, classes canceled. I'm going to be behind the notes. Girl, please, pick up your, literally, Open up your eyes, have that faith so that you can see the man was healed from his blindness, not him being physically blind, but being spiritually blind. Look at what God is doing. 
because unbelief will have you not only are you struggling with faith right if you're not if you're in disbelief but it'll have you so blind to what god has already done that you have like god can literally bless you with a million dollars in front of your face. I can't go back to, I don't know why, but mm-hmm. a million dollars in front of your face. And you're like, oh, but it's not the, I need a two million. Yeah. I think one time you said this, you said, instead of waking up and praying for all these things I want, I wanted to start with gratitude and thanking mm-hmm. him for what I already have before I even come to him and ask for anything. Yeah. I want to change my perspective. That wasn't the resolution. And have gratitude. And I think that's such a great thing to do every day and try to remind yourself of because when you are constantly thinking about him and how good he is and what he's done Mm -hmm. it removes the temptation to want Mm. and to desire things that you don't need Mm. um yeah i like that and i feel like that's a struggle in society in general like myself included you're not meant to consume as much media as we do or as much information at one time as we do for good and bad like a lot Mm -hmm. of times um we can become so desensitized to what's good or bad myself included as well yeah just because we're not meant to consume so much information so you have like okay a police shooter like shooting with this person right now and then you have kim kardashian's at the white house right now and then you have taylor swift's new album and the next thing is another police shooting and the next thing is okay bill gates just bought this building in some random like you're not meant to consume all of that emotional Mm -hmm. roller coaster in the two minutes that you're on tiktok or instagram you don't even have the capacity to be around the people you don't have it and you don't have it and then when you have ptsd reactions to things that you've never experienced you're like why like this is something that's so unique to our generation and i wanted to be studied in psych low-key we can have ptsd to things we have never encountered because why we've seen it Mm -hmm. on instagram on social media on twitter on tiktok and it seems so close and it feels so close and it's like so in one aspect of it you're scrolling right so you're getting a lot of content but then another aspect is when there's like a story on the media and it's there for two weeks straight and you don't get a break from it. And it's constant, constant, constant. And obviously some things really require a lot of big situations, mm-hmm. right? Big, like maybe it's like an attack or like something that's huge. Obviously it needs media coverage, but you're not meant to sit there and consume it for 12 hours a day. Yeah. And I used to be a huge news watcher. Me too. And so you're watching like January 6th insurrection or you're watching, um, think, okay, it doesn't be negative. It can be things like um, you're watching... G7 and like the, all the political years, or you know, mm-hmm. in Geneva or whatever. You're not meant to consume that for 12 hours. Yeah. You're not meant to sit there and study every single leader and every single response, every single policy. Yes, you're meant to be informed and educated, but when it's just so much all in your face, you don't even pro your your mind's co- like it's taking in everything, mm-hmm. even though you're not conscious of it. So then your subconscious is seriously like reacting to things, and we become hypersensitive, yeah. but also de- like desensitized at the same time. I think it's so strange to me. And then it's a whole other complaint. People internalize everything on social media. Yeah. So you can't even say like, Colby, I love your jacket. It's orange. Oh my God, my grandmother died wearing orange. What? Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. the point. Anyway, I don't know how I got into that. <laughs> Y'all will see I'm full of random thoughts. Yeah. But anyways, we're not meant to consume all of this. And when you come to be sensitized, you become desensitized to the goodness of God. Yeah. Ultimately. Like it, it's, it's like a domino effect. Like yeah. we're so used to, oh, okay, cool. Like we're so used to seeing miracles happen in front of our very eyes. That when he performs it in your life, will you be even will you notice it? Which is why mm-hmm. it's important to know what the word of God. Yes. Boom. It That's always a back. great place to end. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, y'all have faith. I just want to leave y'all with some words of encouragement. I feel like what's a tangible way? One last question. If we have, do we have time? We have like three minutes. Okay. What how do you think people can live in more faith? Like what's an action step? Prayer. Prayer? Being constant prayer. Mm. Yeah. Pray without ceasing, y'all. Yeah. Eagerly and expectantly. Ooh. Invite them in, yeah. expect a lot, 
and then invest. Invest in what he's given you. Yeah. Okay, I'm, stop, I'm done stealing this man's sermon. My <laughs> advice, stay in the word of God. The word is God. So, yeah. Love you all. Thank you for we listening to episode two. See you next time.